And we're back for another episode of Startup Hustle, a podcast for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs. If you want to start, own, or build a business, then you're in the right place. We bring you the real truth about what it's like to take something from concept to launch, from growth, innovation, experience, failing, or winning big, we've got you covered. So let's get down to business with another episode of Startup Hustle, brought to you by Fullscale.io. Welcome to Startup Hustle's Mental Health Monday series with your guest host, me, Janae Gamage. I am a serial founder, vet, mom, wife, probably know me as a badass, I don't know, um, CEO of Foresight. Uh, and that said, I, like most founders, struggle with my mental health. So when Startup Hustle asked me to host a guest series on the topic, I jumped at the opportunity and I hope you are as pumped as me. I am about this three episode series dedicated to mental health, specifically for founders. We, we get left out of the conversation a lot. And I really want to highlight some of the struggles that we go to and how to navigate that. So today we'll be talking about the forgotten co-founder. Um, but before I introduce you to today's guest, let's first thank our friends at Full Scale for sponsoring today's episode. Um, it's powered by FullScale.io. Hiring software developers is difficult. FullScale can help you build a software team quickly and affordably and has the platform to help you manage that team. So today's guest is none other than Miss Alyssa Gamich, mental health professional, mom, wife to me, if you didn't catch that. <laughs> <laughs> How are you? Well, tell us a little bit about Alyssa. Um, and what you feel like it means to be the forgotten co-founder. Hmm. Well, hello, everyone. Um, so I am a licensed clinical professional counselor. Um, I serve Kansas and Missouri, and I've been doing therapy, mental health therapy, for about seven years now. And um, I've gotten to work in a bunch of different avenues. So I'm contracting with the military. Currently, I work with children and families. I've done some psychiatric work with the hospitals here locally in Kansas City, well, Missouri. Um, and then I've also done some agency work with child abuse centers and then done some IOP groups. So I've really just been able to kind of float around and dip my toes in a little bit of everything as far as behavioral health. Um, but yeah, I think this journey with you, with Janae, has been also a learning lesson to be spouse of entrepreneur um, and learning what that means as far as, you know, just being that co-founder and then um, that support system and also being able to apply my knowledge from, you know, being a therapist and seeing how mental health affects us just in the daily world, but also being able to see how that affects entrepreneurs firsthand, really. Yeah. Okay, cool, cool, cool. I'd like to say that I'm sure I made this very easy for you, obviously. I mean, come on. Um, but, you know, for everyone else. Uh, who's listening, you know, being an entrepreneur isn't for everyone. Neither is sharing a bed with one. There's a 
a mystique that kind of surrounds the launch of a company or inventing a new product or service. People just love to fantasize about the freedom of running their own business, the financial payoff or the fame or whatever it is, maybe all three. And sometimes entrepreneurs even achieve, I don't want to say celebrity, but like kind of like a celebrity status, um, whether in their local networks or maybe just nationally. And nobody really thinks about the impact that that could have on their support system. I like to call them a startup spouse um, because it's so obscure. Nobody really gets to see them. Nobody gets to see the work that they're doing behind the scenes. And that's why I call this episode the forgotten co-founder, because when it comes down to it, you know, every company that I've had, as far as tech companies, I've had a co-founder and um, I, there's a lot to be said for the work that happens once I get done with my work day and come home or if I'm already home, you know, um, mm-hmm. what do you feel like is, are the keys to one prioritizing your mental health to be able to just exist as a person and individual, but also play that role of quote unquote startup spouse and support um, the entrepreneur in your household. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So to take care of myself um, and me as an individual, because I am a therapist, I feel like I have to do just a little bit more than the average self-care that I promote and preach to my clients and to the community and just people around me, um, because I am taking on quite a bit of people's stuff. So Mm -hmm. I definitely have my own self-care routine. Um, Being by myself is one of my love languages. And um, it's a very hard one to to really get into routine of, especially with somebody else or other people, family, kids, friends. Um, But that is something that is pretty important to me that I hold as a priority. So I can just kind of decompress from everyone at once and then jump back into life the way that I need to. Um, But as far as being the support of an entrepreneur, I was going to say that when you were describing it is really a choice and a role of acceptance. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm sure similar to starting a business and being an entrepreneur yourself, uh, we're making a choice to say, we're going to be here and support you through the backstage stuff not really through what people see in the public eye sees, but the backstage stuff. And uh, my visualization when you were talking about that was when you watch movies and you see a concert about to start and the actual performer is like running around with their head cut off and there's all these people just attending to them. Mm-hmm. And that's us. Like you guys are what's seen in the public But really, before you go and accept your award or talk about what your business means or give your pitch or anything like that, it's mostly pure chaos before then. (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. It is. From experience, firsthand experience to everybody. Um, And most people could probably relate to that. Like, I don't know if we've had a moment where it was like, oh, we're going to walk through this like you see the White House walking through people and it's quiet and everything's organized. Like, no, it's, it's normally not like that. Um, 
But with that experience, we get the high of the before, mm-hmm. the present, the show, and then the after. Um, so again, I say like, it's a choice to accept um, this role and this position and this type of support that you're going to be giving and to understand what comes with that. Yeah. It's important. What would you say the hardest part of being married to an entrepreneur is? Because, well, before you answer that, I I wanted to um, point out, I think our situation is a little different. A lot of times startup spouses are frequently asked to support their partner in ways that they may not feel qualified for, may not even be qualified for because, you know, early on, I can't go out and hire all these people. So a lot of times entrepreneurs will look right to their spouses. And all of, all of a sudden, when you um, are talking to a founder and it's like, well, who does this for you? Who does? Oh, my wife does it for me. And we don't think twice about it. And I think sometimes founders can really get um, caught up in this is what you should do. This is what support looks like. You mm-hmm. do what I need you to do. And you fill in these gaps whether you want to or not, whether it affects your mental health or not. And if you don't, now you're affecting me. And this is for us. And this is for the family and things like that. Mm-hmm. What's very important to me as an entrepreneur, even before this, is I did not want my spouse to play that role. Um, I did not want to mix that. I didn't want to put additional pressures or sh- bring additional stressors. And for some people, it just works. Um, but I... I know that I don't want to actually work with my partner on that level. So sometimes spouses are involved operationally from the Mm -hmm. beginning with the new venture. And I'm sure with that vested interest, it can, in having that active role, it can feel good. But then again, sometimes it probably would feel like, I feel like it would feel like something that you just can't get away from, which is kind of annoying giving the whole launching this business wasn't actually your idea at all. So I want to know of a time now that I've set the stage and people know, like you do not work on anything related to my businesses at all. Um, First time I ever actually asked you for any professional help was when I was creating my benefits package for my newest company, because I wanted to incorporate some mental health stuff. But outside Mm -hmm. that, I, I don't, Correct me if I'm wrong. I, I, no, that's I correct. Founding board. I think I don't. I don't think I've ever like. Yeah, yeah, and I think we also had that discussion again. You mentioned choice. Like some startups don't have any other choice besides yeah. to pull their spouse in, and you know, fortunately with us, we do have that choice. Mm-hmm. Um, and we talked about that early on. I feel like like that's a boundary for us is that for one, I don't want to work for you or with you in your startup mm-hmm. and you don't want me as an employee. Mm-hmm. So we were able to make that decision and we haven't really crossed that line yeah. in that sense. Yeah. Yeah. So that context is set. Now, Back to my question, which I don't remember what I asked you. What's the hardest thing? The hardest thing, yes, about mm-hmm. being married to an entrepreneur. Mm. Well, the first thing I'll say what my gut answer is. The first thing that I would say would be about um, 
reminding myself of the mentality that you are on all the time, even though you may be off sometimes, you guys as entrepreneurs, I mean, you are the business, you are in control of it a hundred percent. So where our conflict would come in sometimes, or even my own would be when it's time to do family time or the small times that you are working and, you know, we've had recent examples of this and I'm like, well, why are you working? Why are you on your computer? We're, we're on vacation. Um, and I, this is my first time being in a relationship with an entrepreneur. So I also had to adjust to that transition as well. And I think I'm still adjusting actually, uh, because I'm learning something new every day. You can't turn your hours off essentially. Um, and if there is something that has to be responded to, then you choose to give your attention to it either now as a priority or not. Um, so to have that reminder, you know, is important for me sometimes because I can control my own hours and or as a contractor, I'm only required to service from eight to five or that is that's even my on call. Like it's not a real on call. So I'm like, well, you should be done and we're on vacation. So why why aren't you? Um but if you're not and you don't attend to these things, then I'm also going to have something to say when we don't have any money to get our bills paid. <laughs> <laughs> Which one do I need to? Right. Like, oh, OK, this is actually going towards like what also comes that, back to the that, family. I think to speak to that early on, um, I was very much so like, hey, if I'm it's very, my family is very important to me. So if I'm taking away from your time, the only time I'm going to take away from your time that's supposed to be your time, unplanned, if it's, it's got some dollar signs behind it. So if I jump on the phone, it's because I'm closing a deal and that's, you know, that's closing it up or I'm, I'm bringing on a client and it's emergency. It's, always surrounding money and i know that's all about perspective for entrepreneurs because some entrepreneurs feel like every activity every activity they do is a revenue generating activity and that's not always the case but mm -hmm. i only take time away from my family that is planned for my family um if it's a revenue generating activity meaning i'm going to see funds in the bank within 24 to 48 hours as a result of that activity mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. um so my next question let, let's get down and dirty but before we do since we're talking about co-founders and team members i want to remind every guys everybody that this is sponsored by full scale um finding expert software developers it doesn't have to be difficult you don't have to take time away from your family if you just visit fullscale.io where you can build a software team quickly and affordably you can use the full scale platform to find your technical needs and then see what available developers, testers, and leaders are ready to join your team. So visit fullscale.io to learn more if you need to hire expert talent. All right, back to the nitty gritty. Um, I wanted to, so this is, you know, the first episode and uh, nobody tr really knows my story when it comes to mental health and suicide, but I have had two instances um, where I wanted to take my own life. And a lot of times entrepreneurs aren't brought up in that conversation 
Um, there's there's lots of organizations and initiatives for veterans, for men and women, black men, um, you know, everything you can think of, but you never really hear about founders. And then founders, um, there's a stigma to speak up because we always have to be put together. We have to be put together for our employees, for our customers, for our investors. We have to present this well put together person who can handle whatever's thrown at them. Um, and I myself have made it my personal mission to um, amplify mental health and advocating for taking care of self first. Um, that is the only way that you can take care of others and build this business that you're passionate about. Uh, so my last business, I actually uh, exited and those were the times I, I'm a veteran. I, I played high level um, sports, but that was the time where I felt my lowest and where I felt like I didn't want to be here anymore. I remember that we, I felt like I will, the company was going to close within the next 30 or 60 days. I can remember coming to you in the kitchen. Like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, um, and then full transparency, me and my wife were not doing well um, just in our relationship. So I just really felt like everything that mattered to me was slipping away um, and I didn't want to be here. What was it like for you to know that I, you know, had gotten to these low points? Um, if we just take the, the mental health professional out of it, just as a spouse, and knowing there's nothing you can do to help the business to get me out of it, knowing, you know, our relationship is rocky. What did it feel like for you in that moment? Mm, I would say taking mental health out of it it's and just being a spouse, you know, it, it's scary mm -hmm. and very uncertain and um a little bit helpless. Like there's not much, like you said, there's nothing I can do. Okay. Um, and in the initial thought, there's something that I can do, right? We think like, well, there has to be something I can do for, for you or for anybody that is in a low space. Um, but when you come to the realization that you can't get somebody out of this, really, um, they have to get themselves out of it. Um, it's scary because all you can do is, is support and then hope that things turn around. Um, and like you said, in our transparency, when we're in a space, that's where I can control some things and say, okay, well, I can be better in this space just a little bit. Like, you know, there's room to grow um, and not add fuel to the fire. Um, but still at the end of the day, I can't make you better. And that's a hard um, pill to swallow at all times, whether you're dealing with mental health or financial issues, you know, we can, I can help you. I can give you money or I can pay for something, but you know, that's a whole nother topic of financial freedom and literacy is we can't do anything else for anybody. Mm -hmm. well, anything else? <laughs> you have any questions? Is there anything that you want to say right now? I'm just spitting off questions, but is there, I want this to be a conversation. Is there anything that you're like, I feel like people need to hear me say this? Mm -hmm. No, I think we're going in a good direction right now, actually. 
<laughs> so how how do you how if if you do even feel like you do, how do you help me manage stress as an entrepreneur? Do you feel like you feel yourself um, working to help me manage my stress? Mm, I mean, if you, as you're asking me right now, no, I don't feel like <laughs> I help you manage stress. Um, you know, because we're in a space, we're in a space where we are trying to figure out what is the best stress relief for myself individually, for each of us and how that works in our marriage. And then to add on, how does that work to help my business? Mm -hmm. And you already have a business and I'm starting a business. Um, we have a lot of big things coming on, so I don't know if there is any stress relief that's going on right now. Um, to be completely honest. Yeah. But these are the hard things that I think couples go through. Like there are periods of times where there will not be relief every day or one day or two days. Um, I could only imagine as entrepreneurs that there are people listening that probably had didn't have six months of relief. Mm -hmm. um, maybe they were going through divorce while going through building a business or traumatic incidences. So to say that we don't have relief, I don't feel bad about it. Mm -hmm. I think that that's a recognition for area to grow. Um, but yeah, we, we're just kind of. <laughs> okay. I have to tell, I have to tell this story because we're talking about the, the negative side right now for the first half of, um, the recording and now we're, we're moving into the second half. So I'm going to like transition us by telling the story. Uh, and then we'll start talking about the positive side of being married to me or any other spouse being married to an entrepreneur. Anyway. So when I exited my company, I came to Alyssa and I said, okay, we're good. Like, what do you want to do? Like, let's do it. And she's like, let's travel. I said, great let's travel boom we're gonna travel we set up a whole plan where well, we started making plans right um and then two months later what happened but i started another we didn't, <laughs> <laughs> we didn't leave <laughs> nothing happened that's why i'm confused <laughs> i started another i came right back and said Hey, so about, you know, those plans, like, I need to start another company and uh, I need your support. Once again, I feel like, uh, what was that guy that ran for Barry Sanders sitting in the chair? I'm once again asking for your support. Um, God, I remember that day. I think I was like scrambling eggs at the time and they were scrambling. Oh my God, really you well. were. I was You're like so mad. Like I was workout. like, sure, we'll support you. Like if that's what you want to do, babe. Yeah. My teeth, like, oh my but God. With that, I think this moves us into the positive side because we're still going to travel. We're actually leaving next month here in a few weeks um, because entrepreneurship offers so much flexibility. And in this case, it benefits everyone. I'm still going to start this company. I'm going to flip it like I always do. And I'm going to meet other entrepreneurs because my company, my newer company is centered around helping founders um, raise money. 
and shifting that entire fundraising industry. Uh, but now I have an opportunity to take it international and meet with people and still travel and you get to travel and you get to actually watch um, me do it all over again and help me with stress management. And we're going to do it from with the beautiful scenery, right? So let's talk about the positives of being married to an entrepreneur outside of the flexibility. Mm. Well, I mean, the same con that I had with, which was time management <laughs> can go as a pro. Um, so I am, I will say that I'm very grateful that travel is my passion and I like to adventure and anything that I've wanted to do family-wise, like we've been able to do. Um, and even though you may have been on your laptop, some of the vacations, we are still able to take our work with us. So it does, you know, coincide with flexibility, but, um, just the freedom to be able to say, uh, we can go somewhere we can take our family and kind of do family time and vacation at the same time. Um, that, you know, is, it's priceless to me because, you know, that's what my passion is. That's what I love to do. Make it work, baby. Yeah. Yeah. We make it work. Um, let's get into mental health. I think it's very important. Again, highlighting the fact that entrepreneurs don't really have a lot of resources specifically tailored to them. I think people see entrepreneurship as more as a, of a job instead of a personality. And in my opinion, being an entrepreneur is instinctual. It is you. It is a part of you. It's not something that you go to school for and learn and then go get a job. You know, it, um, it, I, I feel like all facets, facets of your personality going to be an entrepreneur. And a lot of times when you have a partner, those things are some of the things that they love about you or why they want to be with you. Um, but it doesn't negate the fact that they have to become a support system and that they can actually negatively impact your mental health and positively impact your mental health. If, I did not have the support system that I had, I would not have felt comfortable even coming to you and saying, hey, I know we said we could do this, right? But I'm going to start another company. Like if your reactions um, and you were never receptive to anything while uh, I was running my um, previous business, I wouldn't have felt comfortable. And I that would have been you know, that would have impacted me mentally. You know what I mean? So I think there's something to be said about, or there's something we need to discuss when it comes to how, as a spouse, for listeners that are spouses, how important it is to find a way to coexist if you do not agree with your spouse being an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think you need your own support mm -hmm. um, and to step outside of, that spousal unit, your marriage, not step outside, but, you know, like you need to reach out to who you talk to about what's going on at home in a safe and healthy way. Um, that is one of the biggest things that I lean on is my friend's group. And, 
without them, just like you said, without you, I wouldn't be able to come say this thing. But without them, I wouldn't be able to just bear some of the hardships that we went through um, on a positive note. Like I can go to them and vent and then, you know, say what I have to say and then come back and be a-okay for whatever we have to do that's next. Because ultimately I know you starting another business is going to, um, for one, make you happy. And for two, like it's your intention is to help serve others, but also return back to our family and, and what we have and what we want to create. So yeah, I would say find your own community and that could be a spouse's community with entrepreneurs, like other entrepreneur spouses, um, your own little community, your therapist. If you don't have a therapist, you can get a therapist for however long. Um, it doesn't have to be long-term, but just to get that stuff off of your chest feels better. Like uh-huh. We don't want to hold on to anything um, because we know that can grow to resentment and that doesn't lead us anywhere. So yeah, I think that's important. So who do you think has the edge? Um, single versus married entrepreneurs? Because we're often categorized as intense visionaries who never sleep and work around the clock to be successful. So the assumption would be that you could only do that if you were single, right? But then Mm -hmm. you look at the stats and actually 70% of entrepreneurs are married um, Mm -hmm. or were married when they launched their first business. We won't talk about the divorce rate, but who do you think is better off in business from a mental health standpoint? The single entrepreneur with an unlimited supply of just energy and midnight oil to burn can work 24 hours a day if they wanted to, or the married entrepreneur who does have obvious time limitations, but also has the support of a spouse or family. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a couple different factors could go into that, but if I had to choose one, um, I would probably three parameters. <laughs> Three parameters. Who has the edge, single versus married entrepreneurs, when it comes to the things that they need? Flexibility, work-life balance, and time and energy. Who has the edge? I would say, um, I mean, I, I think I have a biased opinion, but married because I married and I wasn't like really with a single entrepreneur I never you know (laughs) saw or see I mean I do one of my best friends and you know my other wife is (laughs) has been an entrepreneur but I think it really just goes down to time management I mean just because you're married doesn't mean that you can't be effective in the limited time that you have and that's what I see and find with um, the people that you're surrounded by and, you know, the married couples that, that we meet and even yourself, you know, even for me, like my time is 5 a.m. most of the time or sometimes when I have to get stuff done, but that doesn't interfere with our family time. You may work till 9.30 p.m., um, but that, you know, you didn't skip dinner. So I think being married gives you a different sense of how I can use my time more effectively with limited time. Um, And it doesn't really leave 
much range to go to those issues that individuals and entrepreneurs probably have with mental health, which is burnout, Um, allowing yourself to take on so much stress from just your business and entrepreneurship that you can't focus on anything else. The lens is fogged. Yeah. Um, because we do have to switch hats or you do have to switch hats to say like, okay, I have to transition to family or now I have to go, you know, do this and then also be a part of my social group. Um, if I were single and an entrepreneur, I wouldn't, there would not really be a strong list of priority to, to need to do that because I don't have to, yeah. but, um, I'm a, I'm held accountable in other areas, mm-hmm. uh, being married and having a family. Accountability. Mm-hmm. Okay. I had a question in my mind that I've forgotten. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what would you say I struggle with the most? Work-life balance, flexibility, or what was the other one? Time and energy. Mm-hmm. We need that sound right time and energy i would say like i think your work-life balance is good because you are very involved um and time and energy is like sometimes when you get home or when you're done you don't want to do anything like you could be depleted or like the energy that you want to use for other things is not there sometimes. So there may be some initiation of shortcuts or I don't want to do X, Y, and Z. Um, So yeah, I would say time and energy. Wow. Okay. Well, when it comes to time management, if I had hired full scale for market base early on, I would have been a lot better. Do you need to hire software engineers, testers, or leaders? You can let Full Scale help. They have the people and the platform to help you build and manage a team of experts. When you visit FullScale.io, all you need to do is answer a few questions. Then let the platform match you with a fully vetted, highly experienced team of software engineers, testers, and leaders. Full Scale specializes in building long-term teams that work only for you. Learn more when you visit fullscale.io. And we're back. (laughs) (laughs) What do you feel like? So I'm going to shoot off some questions now. You can give me one word or you can give me a whole, is it monologue? I don't know. Whatever. Whatever. Just keep going. (laughs) Um. One word to describe you. Uh, wild. Mm. One word to describe me. Mm. Like loving came to the first. Aww. To my heart, right? Like something caring or just like. You're so sweet open-hearted if if any of my competitors are listening to this i am not loving (laughs) i'm a monster i'm a beast 
I'm a demon. She is kind of rude on the phone sometimes. I'm like, why are you talking like that? What? Wait, <laughs> wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. What? Not me. Nice. Very nice. Tech. Loving, like I said. All right. If you had to write a book about being the spouse of an entrepreneur, what would the title be? Mm, I don't know. Honestly, I That's think a good I title. Have to think about Right. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what's going on. What are we doing now? Like, <laughs> or it would be like, yes, wife, or yes, babe, or sure. <laughs> like, Sure, let's do it. Sure, right. You have that idea? Sure. Let's just try it. <laughs> okay. Um, what's one ritual that you see me do for a win? I already know. We can get our daughter on the phone right now and she'll... What? Scream, let's go? Let's go! Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's, one, <laughs> that's one ritual that they know in the house that if they hear me scream, let's go, we just made some money. Raylan, our daughter, comes in because she knows we made money, which means she gets stuff. You know, she's happy about it. You, on the other hand, you're just like, good job, babe. Right. <laughs> Great job. <laughs> Way to go, sport. It's um, the same response, right? <laughs> Great job. I'm tired of hearing this. But if, I'm sure if you didn't hear for a while, you'd be like, um, what's going on? Are we okay? Are you going to work? Right. <laughs> Are we okay? Um, do you consider entrepreneurs in general to be driven or obsessed? Um, well, I haven't seen anyone obsessed, but I could only imagine that some people are that way. So I'd say both, but I, I would like to describe entrepreneurs as driven. Okay. What is the difference between being a genius and being crazy? Mm. Is it crazy to start a company back to back after you just it's like gambling, right? Is that crazy? Well, you love to gamble, so hey. Um can't be telling all my crypt tonight. No. This is a get to know you. Uh well don't bring your wife on then. No. <laughs> Pro tip for all entrepreneurs. They will reveal you your get. weaknesses. <laughs> Um, not weaknesses, the truth. Mm. Uh, Those are mutually, <laughs> both are true the same. I think it's All good. Right. I think it's good. Genius and crazy. I think genius. Um, I think crazy, you're just kind of like repetitively or maybe in different ways, just going towards maybe like no vision mm -hmm. and with a genius, like there is an expected outcome. You're intending to receive something or solve something or create something for a purpose, for a meaning. And crazy, you may just be doing like all this busy work and thinking that you're coming up on something, but you don't really have an actual plan. Um, so yeah, just like kind of running around. What are a few things that you've learned that have transformed you whether that means as a leader, professional, uh, in mental health, or even as a person, being married to an entrepreneur and being in that space around other entrepreneurs now. Mm -hmm. 
I I'm glad you asked this question because I was going to backtrack to what the positives are of being a spouse of an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. I only said or touched on flexibility, but um, this can kind of cover everything. Motivation, um, I'll say, is number one or one of the first ones. I had no, I mean, yeah, I had motivation, but I was motivated to start my business even more because of, you know, our relationship or being with you and being able to see firsthand all the ups and the downs um, of what you go through and what that looks like, the wins and the losses and um, just how aspiring you are to move forward with what you believe in. So that motivates me and motivated me to do that myself um, in the capacity that I can do it. So, you know, being able to see you with other entrepreneurs, I I get to see you guys as like creativity flourish as well. And parts of you that maybe other people wouldn't be able to see from the outside in, but I can see how that all unfolds and blooms, um, being the spouse of an entrepreneur, you know, being your spouse, the hard work that you do and the blood, sweat and tears that go into what the actual product or the service that you're giving. Um, that's, I mean, that's a beautiful thing to see. Not everybody can see stuff from start to finish. That's a beautiful answer. <laughs> Good job, babe. All right. Uh, last and final questions. We're, we're, we're at our time. Um, and for those of you who don't know, it should be everyone listening because it's just me and my family. We, I, uh, our group chat, me, Alyssa, our daughter, um, when we speak, uh, we call ourselves the winner circle. We tell each other that we're winners. Um, regardless of what's going on, you're a winner. Um, this is a family of winners. Win, win, win. This could be bad or good, but whatever. So what does a win or winning mean to you, ma'am? I think a win is all of the small things that we do throughout the day. Mm -hmm. And even if we essentially, quote unquote, lost something or didn't have a good day, or like if you didn't get an investment you wanted to do, you're still moving forward. And that's what I, I tell my clients all the time is we only fail when we stop or quit something. So as long as we're continuing to move forward and we're pushing through in a good and healthy way, um, that it's a win and we have to, we have to own it. Love it. Well, that is our time. Uh, this has been fun. I don't usually get to talk to you. In the the business. Business. I know, right. Okay. Right. Yes. <laughs> Um, I'm really excited about this series. Thank you for being my first guest, thinking I'm cool enough to come on here and chat with me about mental health and entrepreneurship. Um, For those tuning in, be sure to tune back in next Monday as we continue with Real Talk on Founder Health, Mental Health, with Abraham Sissy of Freedom Project. Mm -hmm. Next. Um, This concludes this episode. How do you feel? I feel good. I, I'm excited we got to do this and and just, you know, create this together. And just a few days before your birthday. This would be a good birthday present. Yeah. Yeah. I love this. First I love podcast. this for you. I love this for the entrepreneur community and 
Yeah, I love it for us. You heard it, guys. I think we should end it there. All right, guys. See you guys next week. Startup Hustles brought to you by Fullscale.io, helping you build a software team quickly and affordably. Make sure you reach down and hit that subscribe button, then come find us on Instagram. See you next time. Like we do it.